Okay, you got it? Yeah, um, so... G, G, G... Jai. Jai Deeg. Oh, yeah, okay, um... Jai Deeg. Okay, okay, good, yep, yep. Alright, five seconds. Four, three... Hello, welcome to Stax Radio uh, with your host, G. Dyg. Oh, you stupid fuck! Stax Radio with G. Dyg. Jai Dyg. Yes, Jai Dyg, Gav, one day you're going to get it right, mate, and we're going to party like it is 1999. Yes, it's another big edition of the Stacks Radio Hour. I am, of course, your host, Jai Dyg, and today we've got a massive show. Uh, we've got Kenny Singh back out there on the streets, um, and he, I believe he was heading up Beaufort Street last time I saw him, so he could end up uh, around about the Denway or somewhere like that. Uh, we've also got Squatch's Radio... Uh, Retro uh, Squatchcast, listen out for that, it's going to be awesome, that'll be coming up during the show. Today we're going to have a bit of a look at Commander Panda, uh, Matty Horton cohort there, just to um, have a look at what those boys do, listen to a tune or two, also dive back into an old band that Matty used to be in called The Rumble and we'll listen to a tune from those guys as well. Uh, we're of course going to dive into the vault again today and we're going to listen to a guy called uh, Vitor Madoncha and uh, Vitor is from Brazil and he plays in a very, very heavy uh, band very sepultura-like called Lacerated and Carbonized. We're going to hear a very interesting story um, about the favelas and just some of the uh, things that the gangsters get up to there. Uh, I was very lucky to have um, Victor back in my studios quite um, some time ago. Got to sit down and have a chat and was blown away by um, the, the cross culture that we, we could share. And mate, what a drummer. This guy was insane. So, of course, we're going to listen to Lacerated and Carbonized as well. So if you're into your metal, uh, those guys are going to blast out some metal. And we've got a new segment, <coughs> um, which I'm really looking forward to. And I've been very lucky to acquire the um, the expertise of thespian Mr. Winston Beggett, who is going to grab your lyrics and uh, and read them out pretty much all as poetry and uh, you guys get to to really indulge in the lyrics of some of the uh, songs that are out there so if you are listening and you want to hear um, your lyrics for your song that you've written which is also downloadable because we'd like to hear the song of course after the lyrics are read please get them through to us and uh, we will uh, have Winston read them out on the show so without further ado we'll kick off and of course let's kick off with this song which was by the Rumble, which was before Commander Panda became Commander Panda. Mr. Matt Hort used to play in a band called The Rumble. And I went out and filmed this clip years ago and I absolutely love the tune. The tune is called Annabelle. Yeah, 
Yes, and that was the sultry tunes of the rumble. And that brings us to our band of the week this week, which we're going to have a look at. And of course, under the spotlight this week, we have none other than Matt Hort's new little duo adventure, Commander Panda. Commander Panda has been blasting stages across Perth for some time now. It started out originally with Tim Hoskin and Matt Hort. Unfortunately, Tim had to make the move across to Sydney to further professional developments and it was like one half of the band had completely left and it left things pretty quiet. Matt was absolutely devastated. Well, not only was he losing a good mate, he was losing half the creative process which formed Commander Panda. With half the band gone, Commander Panda was struck with a major shift in dynamic that was about as subtle as a brick through your windshield. But one way to fuel creativity and to hit that open road of unpredictability is to find somebody else. And this happened when he happened to come across a fella by the name of Adam Moore. Adam was in the band Shelby and the Neighbours. He's been smashing the skins with that band for quite some time and there was nothing new to him to have the style and the finesse that Matt was looking for to create Commander Panda. It almost seemed like a perfect fit. He ticked all the boxes. Tattoos, a beard, a disregard to follow any normal genre of music. He had all the things that Matt was looking for to make up the other half of this band, Commander Panda. Having a new panda means a new approach to the sound. It was an impressive feat for any band to be able to come together so quickly and to start punching out tunes as quick as these two lads did. This small explosion of fuzz tone guitar, the cheeky vocals, this avalanche of belting drums is present and still had the earmarks of what Tim had left in his legacy. They were now providing some of the most exciting music around. They were gaining a lot of popularity and you could see a lot of people wanting to know all about Commander Panda. People had made jokes. Where was the bass guitarist? How could they get that sound with just two on stage? You don't have to worry. There's a thing called an octaver and there was ways around it. Matt had exploited them all and the sound was huge. Commander Panda has emerged as one of the most popular bands. They make this music that sounds like old music without getting all ZZ Top about it. It's not complete blues, but it's got this punk element, this rock element, and this almost Texan rock element. Some of their future work is going to be exciting and probably arguably the their best is still ahead of them. Their music is tailored for people outside the norm. And if you have an appetite for life's hilarious ironies and dedication to chewing through every single one of them, Commander Panda is your band. Do yourself a favor, folks. In the good words of Molly Meldrum, when all this shit's over, get out and see Commander Panda. I got five pinefuls on my pride. Be right. Hi. Hey! If I 
Yes, and that was Creeps by Commander Panda. And, mate, what a uh, what an outfit. Great show as well. Uh, they get up to all sorts of shenanigans on stage. Good bunch of guys. And, um, yeah, mate, and I hope, Tim, you hope you're kicking ass over there in Sydney. Okay, we're about to move on to one of my favourite segments of the show where we get hold of me good mate Squatch and we listen to his retro radio. Welcome to Retrospective Radio with the Squatch. Well, it's Groundhog Day again. That's right, nostalgia fans. We're going back to the year where you could drink sun-kissed in the sun and munch on muncheros. It was a year that Nescafe had those really wanky ads with the pan pipes and the nostalgia trips and you wondered for a moment if they put that much crap in the ads, what was in the coffee. It was the year you could wear double denim with your Doc Martens, your Country Road shirts and your Levi 501s. We are going back to the year when Nirvana came out with an amazingly successful that sold into trillions unplugged album and Lorena Bobbitt decided she'd had enough of her marriage and cut and run. It is 1993. It's funny to think that sometimes we consider the 90s as really not that far ago, but we are going back 27 years, the year that the winner was Sydney, and we all got excited for the Olympics that were seven years in the future. It was the year that Joe Beth Taylor started to host Australia's Funniest Home Videos, and didn't we all just watch it for her? Well, I know I did. It was the year that the extraordinary with Warwick Moss was on TV, and that was a cracker of a spooky show. And speaking of spooky shows, what about this one that debuted that year? Classic British comedy, One Foot in the Grave. We had Law and Order, These Two Idiots. Any random Stimpy fans still out there? Let me know. And a little show about nothing. And for those people who loved Australian TV that year, we mourn the loss of E Street and The Late Show. But what went on in the movie world in 1993? Well, for a start, Brandon Lee was tragically killed on the set of The Crow and River Phoenix OD'd and died at the front of the Viper Room and that really, really shook a lot of people up. But it didn't stop good quality movies coming out because that year was a cracker. We had The Firm, Schindler's List, The Fugitive, Mrs. Doubtfire. We had this movie that was moderately successful about genetics and dinosaurs and life finding a way. It was also the year that we saw more of Harvey Keitel than any of us wanted to. Honestly, in the piano. We went back time and time and time again in Groundhog Day and Clint Eastwood was a great but broken secret service agent in the line of fire. These guys went on to achieve Olympic success. Banker, you dead? Yeah, man. And we had some other great comedies that year too. We had So I Married an Axe Murderer, Undercover Blues, The Three Musketeers with Charlie Sheen, Oliver Platt, Kiefer Sutherland. What a great movie that was. Let's make it And who in their right mind could honestly forget this absolute musical classic? So what went on in the world of music in 1993? Well, the biggest single of the year, in fact, the biggest single almost of a decade, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. And also there was the song that she sang as well. There was this bloke here. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the guy who's singing. It sounds like a doctor's handwriting. We had uh, Two Printers. What a great song and one of my favourite songs of all time from the bottom of my heart, Duran Duran, with this absolute killer track. It was a year that we were creeps and everybody hurt. We were also given fairy stories set to music. And Ace of Bass. Yes, Ace of Bass, remember them, were popular. In Australian music that year, we had a really interesting, once again, mix of what was coming out. Tony Perrin, remember her? Well, we mentioned E Street. She had a couple of songs in the Australian charts because everybody knows that when you are a slightly attractive person in an Australian soapy, you have to have a music career. So good on her. I wonder what she's doing now. Uh, this bloke who wanted to be Michael Jackson or something. Barnsley had a cracker of a year with all his music. He was involved with his own stuff. He had Stone Cold. This popular duet with Tina Turner. quite honest one of the best covers I've ever heard with the band loves that's right it was the weight uh, originally by the band and speaking of covers chocolate starfish Yes, Chocolate Starfish. Also, another really great cover of the Carly Simon classic. And of course, uh, uh, Frente, remember them? Yes, well, they, they showed us why you shouldn't take acid and write songs or do film clips or come up with band names with this song. Accidentally, Cali Street, where friends and strangers sometimes meet. Accidentally, Cali Street. That's right. It, look, it was still a great year, 93. There was all sorts of stuff happening. We were excited for the future. The 80s were past. We were looking at a brand new decade and we were full steam ahead. What do you remember about 1993? What are your favourite memories? And until next time, this is the Sasquatch signing off saying, keep living in the past. It was so much better then. You're listening to Stax Radio, the home of Stax of Radio. Yes, good on you, Gav. Killing it again, mate. Well, my next uh, guest on Stax Radio is, an, uh, we're going to open up the vault. And uh, we're going to talk to a fellow by the name of Vitor Mondoncha. And uh, Vitor is from Brazil, and he plays in a band called Lacerated and Carbonized, which are very uh, Sepultura-esque, if I can say that. Um, heavy drum-laden sort of metal, uh, very heavy, very brutal, uh, very typical of what you get out of the favelas of Brazil. And he actually told me some pretty gritty stories about the favelas, in particular, well, a torture technique that they call the human microwave. Now, let's just dive into the vault, eh, and have a listen. Vitor Mondoncha. 
sounds of salt. G'day and welcome to the first podcast of Podcast. That's the good name for it. Podcast. Of 2016, we started the year off with a bang. I've got two very good friends of mine, as I always say in the studio. One is a returnee <laughs> and a victim that just wants a little bit more out of Stax Podcast. And uh, the other is a... Uh, I'm very excited to have him here at Stax, at the studios, all the way from Brazil. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr... None other than Mr. Victor Mendonça. Mendonça. Me- listen, <laughs> did you just hear that voice? Yeah. Sexy as fuck. I've got a oh, man. Come on, guys. I've got a man. I've got a man. I've got a man crush. The other, if you haven't picked it up already, is none other than Mr. Pete Ashton, the, ph- the philosopher himself, the man who loves to talk about shit. And we actually talked about shit in general. Yeah. So, uh, We've got another welcome back, lads. 15 podcasts, if you want it, of we shit. Have, I'm sure we have, but we don't get somebody wandering in. Now, not only is uh, Victor uh, all the way from Brazil, he's not here for no reason. He's here because he's a dead set fucking death metal drumming legend. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much, Jai. Victor, you are from uh, a band in Brazil? Exactly. Lacerated and carbonized. Lacerated and carbonized. So there's one for mum. <laughs> how'd, you come about, how'd you come about that name? Yeah. Lacerated and carbonized. That just sounds brutal. Uh, yeah, sounds brutal. We just try to say the reality that we live in Rio because we are based in Rio. So people there are like lacerated and carbonized every day. Mm. So... They do not live; they survive. Wow, and man. we just try to spread and show the reality to the people. I guess, and um, not only would you find Australia different, but I mean, you're from a place where you just said you don't live; you survive. Exactly. Tell us a little bit about exactly where you're from, which is your hometown. In um, yeah, I live in a suburb called Bangu, and I used to live in a place which is surrounded by slums. And it's a very dangerous place. There is a lot of violence, corruption, bribery everywhere. So sometimes you can't walk on the street without being aware of people around you. And sometimes you have money to buy things, but you can't use. So, man, I just got a situation that I was fed up about everything. I don't want to survive. I want to live. So me and my wife, we just decided to move to Australia. To live a better life. Well, welcome, man. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks. I'm <laughs> playing drums like that. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give you a listen later on to some uh, some of lacerated and carbonized brutality at its best. It's uh, some real blast beats. No triggered shit. <laughs> it is blast. Mate, um, uh, just try me. <laughs> one thing that I mean, I, I, I've I've grown up and I, I love my understanding of Brazil is through the eyes of a fan that. I'm a massive fan of the UFC. Um, okay. I've watched a lot of Brazilian fighters come through, and they're just there's something about those guys. They've just got a toughness that obviously is born on the street. Uh, and then yeah. the, the other the other side of it is listening to a band called now. How would you say Sepultura? Sepultura, mate. And, and the things that pop into my mind is one is is it like a the the rhythm from the jungle? You know, like the 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 Amazonians is it is the roots still instilled in the culture exactly yeah yeah and uh, the the rhythm for sepultura is what got me roots bloody roots what a song <laughs> <laughs> what a song yeah yeah so mate is that where you would have got your drumming feel from from the the metal bands that have come through before you uh yeah probably probably because I have like um. A Brazilian background in terms of music, I mean, because I know how to play samba, maraca too, axé and this kind of stuff. So, yeah, all of these same things just helped me to improve my drumming. Yeah. And 
as you notice in the core of this Eruption album from Last Radiant Carbonized, we just tried to mix everything like death metal, metal, heavy metal with samba, axé sometimes, and there is a lot of percussion in When there. When you say axé, what's, what's that? Oh, uh, is, is it <laughs> it's a hard like question. A, is it a, a traditional style of music? It's a traditional style of music from Brazil. Yeah, it's like samba, yeah. but it's from another territory, yeah. another area of Brazil. Yeah. yeah, so we tried to mix everything and make something unique for the album in terms of death metal. So, yeah, that's it. I caught a little bit of an interview with you guys and you look like you're at a, a club or a, or a music venue. You boys have been interviewed out and I'll ask you a little bit about your bandmates in a minute, but you guys have been interviewed out and their insides are sounding like just, just there's something about Brazilian metal that has this flavor, you know, like it's, oh. and it's, I don't know, I guess it's, it's very, it's very, it's got a signature, you know, so, and it just sounded, <laughs> it just sounded awesome, like, I don't know, I guess I, you hear a lot of bands from around the world and, and they all play a particular type of genre, but I don't know, I guess it's got its accent on it and, you know, so Brazilian's got their sort of, their flavor, they've just got this, and, and for me it's the differences in the drumming, it's usually the drumming where, you know, it's just, watching you today do that sort of triggering on the bass drum and see. that's good to know man no, no triggers, <laughs> triggers awesome. no triggers no he triggers doesn't need triggers oh. but man I'd say that sometimes it's necessary to use triggers because for me from my perspective when you are on tour you just bump it into with a lot of shit equipment shit gear yeah. and you don't have a good sound unless you have triggers good that's the kick reality sounds like a snare snare sounds like a kick y yeah Probably. <laughs> so you've done a lot of touring. Yeah. You've been all through Europe. Have you played the Americas as well? No, not yet. No. No. Uh, Maybe next year. I don't know. Where's your favorite your favorite venue you've ever played? Ah, uh, man, we've been playing a lot of a lot of venues, but I think we, we had a gig in Germany, which it was fucking awesome. Everyone's just got crazy about our stuff. And we received a lot of claps. It was fucking awesome, man. Mind blow experience, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. One the of Germans, the best show of my life. The Germans love. Yeah. There's something Germans love. They have Vakken, man. Vodka. Vakken. Vakken. Yeah. Oh, the Vikings. Yeah, the most big festival of heavy metal of the world. Yeah, true. Yeah, so true. they love it. They do. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of bands from WA that does really well in Germany and it seems to be that if you're a pretty hardcore metal band that you go to Germany you're going to get a crowd unlike anywhere else in the world so yeah 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 is there well, tell me a bit about indigenous in um in Brazil would it be is there still an indigenous culture because I know that you guys were come from a Spanish is it a Spanish yeah actually it's or Portuguese or Portuguese yeah yeah, so. yeah. Portuguese but, uh, people from Portugal just took over Brazil Yep. Like, I don't know when, which was in the past. Yep. And, yeah. So the But languages. there were a lot of Indians in there as well. Yeah. And they just killed a lot of, a lot of Indians. Like, so it happens. Oh, it's happened here. It's yeah, happened here, yeah, it's with Aborigines. The, the American Indians. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. Know, it's, it's yeah. crazy. It's sort of happened everywhere, so. Yeah. But in certain place, the Indians are still there. Yep. Like, they just make your own food. Or medicine and this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, but I'd say that there is a little bit of preconception in there. Yeah, true. Because a lot of people don't like them. And it seems that the government doesn't care as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a snowballing effect. Well, it's, it's so mirrored, like around the world, you know, like it's. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like we're here now and it's like, well, things have happened and. Yeah, it's a very crazy subject, and a lot of people don't really, really want to talk about it because it's 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 a very touchy subject for a lot of exactly, people. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. And it's like people just go, oh, "What do I say? What don't I say? What can I say?" Um, yeah. But yeah, look, I've I've worked closely with a lot of a lot of indigenous people around Perth and and up in the northern regions, and I mean, um, 
some of my closest friends are, and they, you know, they say the same thing. There's just obviously an issue in in town, and then you look around. It's not just them. It's just for some reason, major cities seem to attract homeless. You know, people yeah. who have lost their way. I was only just down in the city the other day, and it, and it was like I kind of likened it to zombies. <laughs> because there was, a, there was a few guys down there that had really done like a lot of mess. Walking Dead just, movie, just like the Walking series. Dead, yeah, like, had done a lot mm. of mess, man. And they and they were not; they were like zombies. They they, they looked like zombies. They moved as quick as zombies. <laughs> but the bad thing the bad thing for me was that the zombies moved quicker than me. So if it's a zombie apocalypse, I'm kind of screwed. <laughs> so I don't move that fucking quick. I don't think that quick. I need a gun. Man, this is where this is going. I need a gun. At least you can drive a car, man. <laughs> yeah. Or a bike, so yeah. it will be fast then. Yeah, yeah. I'm just fucked if I can't start it. And the zombies are like climbing on a window and I overheat quick, so I want to wind the window down because my aircon's not working. I'm fucking screwed. Zombie apocalypse, I'm gone. <laughs> are, you, are you prepared for the zombie apocalypse? What have you done, what a, have you done for it? It's a hard question, man. Yeah, are you prepared? I prefer to stay at home, yep. drink some beer and... Wait for the death. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Pete? I reckon that'd be that's interesting. You know, this is a whole nother podcast, Joe. Well, I had this, apocalypse. Well, not that specifically, <laughs> but like the whole survival thing. Yep. I've got this thing in my this gene in me or something in the back of my mind that makes me always want to be in reasonable fitness shape. Yep. Right? And also be like I'm always I think I'm I haven't tested it yet, but I'd be, I'd be really good in emergency situations. I really think that. I believe that. So every time I go on a plane, I kind of half hope that it'll crash so I can kind of get out and, like, you know, be Survive. The, no, just be the hero and save just, people and, like... You just you want know, to do the whole slippery dip down into the water thing. Yeah, that too. You'd be the that only guy in a plane crash that would go, Whee! fuck yeah, <laughs> I want to do that again. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd be the guy that thinks straight because every time shit goes down... I, I seem to be the one that can hold his head and not get too stressed out. So when you get on a plane, do you start looking around going, right? Yeah, I count the rows down, to the, the exit. Lane. Exactly. Okay, in my head, if it's going to be smoky, it's five seats, and then I take a left. Yeah. Five seats. And I'm dragging... Then I'll think about the people around me. You know, oh, that person might need help getting out, or they've got I'm glasses. I'm glad you can the people around you. <laughs> that guy's pretty big. Them. I might need to drag him. Fuck, and he's... No, he's, he's sitting fine. two rows ahead. That guy's too big. He's screwed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool. Because I kind of do weird shit like that myself. It's especially when it comes to zombie apocalypse. I sit around in a if I pull up at set of lights in Perth and someone's starting to wash my windscreen. I'm just <laughs> emergency, the, emergency situation. How, how, the fuck how the fuck do I get out of paying this guy? How do I get out of this without without having to pay twenty cents? <laughs> um, they start washing my windscreen and I'm freaking out going, fuck, I've got oh, 20 cents, I've got nothing, dude, what do I do, dude, what do I do? Do you oh. take cash? And then he whips out a fucking, what do they call it, the uh, portable bloody F-pop 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 machine. F-pop machine. <laughs> he said, no, nah, man, cash or credit or do you just want to pay wave it? Where the fuck did you get that from? And whose accounts are going in it? Oh, my. Just bad checks. Yes. Just, just. just. Put a check don't put a non-negotiable like, fucking afford no name. This, how do you think I can afford all this meth, man? I'm fucking switched on. Just flicking 20 bar or e-fridge or, you know, euros or something. 20 cents Well, that's what euro. I do. I, I save up all, all the Indonesian currency. And I whip Leave it in the car. Thing. Leave it in the car. So in Dude, it for says, parking meters. It says 20. Fucking parking meters. Oh, I'm going to start it. That's another podcast. It isn't. What? No, I've got a parking <laughs> fine. And I fought it, damn it. And I still haven't got a response back. Sorry, you Zoom just copped the beating a bit. And That's okay. You? That's a whole another story. A whole another story? Yeah. What are the police like in Brazil? Useless. Corrupted. Very corrupted? Yeah. Cunt-upted. Corrupted. Yeah. For example, if you are like illegal in the highway and the police just stop you and... They ask for the documents. So if you are like really illegal, you can just give some bribery to them and you'll be fine in the end. Do you pay the police direct or does it go to the station master? Or no, direct to the police. And do they pocket it? Yeah. It's, and it's like for them, I'd say that it's not worthwhile because 
in Australia we paid like 15 bucks for them and we are free that's fucked, man. Been to because Bali and had to pay like the equivalent of roughly thirty dollars Australian because uh, basically I didn't have a helmet on, but no locals did. Okay. But they pulled me up and told me that the reason I had to pay the fine was because I'm a foreigner and they don't want. I haven't got insurance or hospital cover, and, and I thought one day, you know. And then, but that was just a way way to make money. Then I went home and thought, you know what, good on him. That's why I got to the police force. So yeah, yeah, should I? Now you guys are coming out with uh, back to business. You guys are coming out with new album. It's not called. That's true. That's the truth. Why don't we just before we talk about the new album, let's talk about um, a song that we're about to play with you guys. So this is uh, this is lacerated and carbonized. And um, tell us very quickly a little bit about third world slavery. Shit, I haven't learned this yet. What, Are we playing it now? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> acoustic? We could probably do an acoustic. That's another podcast. Dirty world. Slavery. Acapella. Fuck it. <laughs> Sorry. Very good. Got caught away. Very good, Pete. There's a reason you play guitar because you're beatboxing. <laughs> Shit, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'll just balls. sit here in the corner quietly. Go on, go ahead. I won't just. Oh, man, I've got a name for you. You're right, mate. I've got. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a name for you. MC Fuck It. MC Fuck It. Right, back to business. Repeat yeah. the question. So, yeah, repeat the question. Last round in carbonized third world slavery. So is this a, just sort of talking about home again, like you're saying before? From yeah, man, it, it's we we don't like invent something. Right, you write about it from the heart. Yeah, yeah. we just write lyrics and compose about our reality in Brazil. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I think it's. It's one thing that makes the band like unique sometimes because when you say death metal and you see a lot of bands, they sound the same yep. sometimes. So if you have a listen to the Car of Disruption, you see that there is like a roof behind us. Yeah. And then we have a lot of influence as well. Like I listen from Beatles to Napalm Death. And the guys as well, the lack mates. And Did it's... they ever get into a band called Aqua? No, <laughs> no man. Aqua. Have you ever heard of Aqua? Never heard. They come out with that. Okay, Barbie, let's go party. Oh really? Ah uh, yeah. I'm a Barbie girl. Yeah. I'm a Barbie. Beautiful, just perfect music. Like it's balls too. Uh, it's <laughs> okay. Something with Pete's beatboxing. Do you want me to pull it up? No. No. <laughs> no, I'm okay if you don't. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah sometimes it seems to be that we just put like all of the um, styles of metal in a blender and just mix everything yeah. to turn it unique. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let's have a listen, yeah? Why not? All right, so uh, put your seatbelts on. Here we go, this is lacerated and carbonized all the way from Brazil. We're sitting in the studio with Victor from this band. Check it out. Thank you. 
Dude, that is heavy. What the fuck? That's a good tune, man. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Pete? <laughs> it's like a roll. Oh my god, I feel like I'm just, I just feel like I'm, I'm just I'm just I've had more I've more testosterone. Did you like it? Testosterone now. Tyrone sort of toss. Yeah. But I've got more Tyrannosaurus Rex now that I've listened to that song. <laughs> wow man, you guys are good. Thanks. Appreciate Where, that. So you, you guys are pretty well, well known in Brazil. Mm, yeah, we are so just you, a death metal band so in Brazil, man. You guys are now number one in Brazil. No, uh, in impossible. The, in the music scene. No, in uh, Brazil we have a lot of a lot of good metal bands in there. Yeah. Like, Crisian, uh, Corsos, Unearthly, and a lot of bands. So, they are huge in there. Is we there are not the first one. You just can't stand. Like Many. Like, <laughs> Many. Just, <laughs> just think, oh, what the they like the government corrupt bands or something? Ah, uh, man. <laughs> As you guys know, we don't. We just don't have, like, only metal in there. We have a lot of shit music in there as well. So. Pop. Is it like, you know how you got, like, in Japan, you got J-pop? J-pop. Man, if have it, you got D-pop? I wish I had J-pop in Brazil. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Because the girls are pretty cute. My actually, hang on, let's talk about something very oh, quick. Side track. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a very important question to ask you. Go um, on. What the fuck is going on with the Brazilian soccer fans when I'm talking about the women hottest in the world? Yeah, oh, and man. they don't wear much, are they? They don't wear much. Um, can you explain that? Like, to be honest, I can't. Can. I can't explain. Good because I like football, but I'm not so involved in that thing. I'm not angry at all with the way the Brazilian women look. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I don't find it that tough to look at Brazilian women. They're pretty. Carbonized and lacerated. Carbonized and lacerated. Carbonized and shredded. Carbonized and lacerated. That is carbonized, like your body's been burnt, right? Carbonized. Is that exactly? Is that your translation? Yeah, yeah. And lacerated. Before that, it was, it was just cut up. Yeah. So basically, is this talking about cut up burnt? Yeah. Did you hear it on the news like, and this week we have found four bodies in Rio de Janeiro. We found the bodies of uh, man. It, it's like I think it's, it's standard for us every day. Yeah. Every you're talking day. metaphorically or um, literally? Literally. When I say, oh, okay. literally. Yeah, people are yeah, cut up and then Yeah, and yeah. It, it's brutal. It's yeah, we have an expression in Brazil called uh, human microwave because people who don't trust in the drug dealer and then they just um, like whinge to the police that people are dealing drugs in there. Uh, so and then the drug dealer knows and right. then cat these people and put like in the middle of five or six tires put some alcohol and then fire. We this call is it. cool. This is what I wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> this is the shit. Yeah, we call this human microwave. <laughs> so you're talking now, what you're saying is we, oh, we call rats, shit. so someone that's ratted on somebody or, or snitches. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So anyone that gets caught doing this kind of thing, the, uh, is it the gangs that do this? The Yeah, the gangs. The gangs the will gangs. put someone in the tires. Exactly. Yeah. Fill full of fuel. Yeah. People, light yeah. It on fire. Exactly, exactly. People just wanted to. Um, That's like the penultimate burner. Uh, yeah, they don't like to. Uh, how can I say? Um, if it lost the opportunity. If you you have take the chance, but don't waste the chance. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. How can I say that in English? Uh, no, well, yeah, Look, grab, grab, grab it. Well, we say grab a bull by the horns means <laughs> take, take the opportunity when it presents itself. When it's yeah. there in front of you, grab it. So yeah, if if you Seems have if you have someone who are like just like to gossip with other people about things that you should keep under the carpet, ah, different again, yeah. And then they just kill. Wow. As, I mean, you know, it's man, we we take it for granted in Australia. Like, yeah, it's the occasional. What humanity happens. and fucking decency, yeah. Sorry. No, but no, what we take <laughs> for granted is is that. Fuck. How many people like the Americans say blabbermouth? That's their 
they're saying for people that speak when they shouldn't about certain things. Whistleblowers. And it goes on in Australia. People say stuff that maybe they shouldn't or it doesn't concern them and it's a private matter and it means something to someone else. You're in, in Brazil, especially, I mean, there must be, the murder rate is pretty high, is it? Like, is it, is it dangerous? I mean, you're, you're kind of suggesting it is. It? Yeah, man. Yeah. Dangerous. We have murder, murder, um, big pot pockets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Smugglers. Is, is there a, a particular gang in, in Brazil that kind of run the roost? Uh, or is there a whole heap of. We use it to have three gangs and one in English it was called Red Command. We're out on the street today to ask what the public think of Stax Radio. Uh, excuse me, sir. Can you... Oh! 1.5 metres, dickhead. Yes, that was uh, Vita Mandoncha from the band Lacerated and Carbonized. As you heard, their music was quite brutal. And look, we just talked for another hour and a half after that. It was it got really interesting. If you want to hear that full interview, um, head on to... Uh, there is a Facebook page with um, Stacks Podcast on it. There is also... Uh, it's on iTunes and it is also on SoundCloud. So you can get it from those three places. And there's a couple of others around which I'm not 100% sure on, but can definitely uh, go onto the Facebook page and there's a lot of episodes on that. If not, there's links to the uh, to the SoundCloud page, uh, which you can jump on and have a listen as well. Stacks Radio. It's the news with Kenny Singh. Yes, hello, Kenny Singh here and uh, reporting for the Stacks News we are currently standing outside of the Den uh, on Beaufort Street, Western Australia, in Perth City itself. And uh, it seems to be pretty forlorn. There's not many people out, although there does look to be one homeless man here in appearance, uh, camping out in front of the Den with a sign, or should I say a placard, saying, uh, bring back punk. Punk's not dead, it's just gone to bed. So I thought I'd better talk to this gentleman and get his take on a few things and uh hello sir hello and uh firstly can you please tell me uh what you think of the the coronavirus situation that's happening at the moment it's a disease it's a plague it's been going on for too long it's history it's vile yes it is vile and and some of the closures have really affected out of work musicians such as this here at the den uh can you tell me what you think about uh some musicians actually uh receiving centrelink payments my father worked very hard and had a lot of tax taken off to support what I seen as a bunch of lazy good-for-nothing inbreds. Uh, so you're saying that uh, people out of work due to the coronavirus are, are inbreds. A little harsh, I think, but uh, are you sure that uh, anyone else would agree with you? Time has proved me right. Uh, the British now completely agree with me on that. Yes, well, uh, a very difficult interview indeed, I must say, but uh, you are the only one here. You need me. And this you must never forget. Uh, Yes, yes, of course, John, I'll try to remember that. Yes, well, I was told to hang around here and I may come across uh, the uh, the promoter for this place called... uh, His name is Mr Matty Hatton. Handsome, young, virile. Yes, yes, that kind of describes him clearly, but... uh, Look, I I don't want to waste time talking to somebody who isn't hip or up-to-date. I'm as relevant now as I was then. In fact, more so. Yes, we seem to hang around here a lot, and I was hoping you could tell me a little bit about the bands that were playing here at the Den quite frequently. Now, nobody can blather on ad infinitum and exaggerate and mythologise about a band that wasn't too brilliant in the first place. Ah, oh, so you mean uh, Commander Panda or, or Two for Flinching, uh, Blind Spot, uh, Incomplete? Can you please tell me exactly uh, wh- who or what? I wasn't quite sure what you meant by that last phrase. I'd like to say crab, but a really bad crab. Uh, I'm not sure I quite get you, John. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Uh, I actually have to ask, are you okay, John? Uh, have you had one too many pints, perhaps, or, or moshed just one too many times in the in the pit? Have you even thought of checking yourself into grey, lads? How will I do that? Well, it's quite easy, actually. You can pretend that uh, you've been to see Kabashi twice in a row and they sang the same lyrics. It's not achieving anything. It's just digression. They play rock and roll at airports. Uh, actually, I think you mean this is Spud Gun, John. Which I thought it was. Unfortunately, the majority of the public, being the senile animals that they are, got that wrong. Yes, well, that's uh, fine, John. They're uh, actually, yes, a very popular band here. 
I believe that they uh, do the spud funnel and I uh, like to drink, uh, of course, emu export. Stop it, that kangaroo's got a kick. Uh, no, no, John, I said uh, emu export. Oh, how pathetic. <laughs> yes, well, John, uh, can you tell me, can you actually believe that Commander Panda don't actually have a bass guitar? Why, why do you ask me all these silly questions? Do you really expect me to answer them? Well, yes, I actually didn't think it was that difficult. I thought it was quite straightforward. And I would like an answer. Do you do you actually believe that Commander Panda could do with another guitarist? Why are they big here? Yes, well, huge actually. And uh, um, Matty Hort actually gets around with a big panda head on and dances around stage, and the crowd goes completely fucking wild. My mind is a blank. That's about as like advanced as it can possibly get. All they want is an image, something flash. Yes, well, uh, and variation of a theory actually wear masks as if they're uh, Hispanic wrestlers. Well, bad habits die hard. Sweet Surrender uh, wear Superman and superhero outfits. I thought we buried that lot years ago. Yes, and our punk outfit Blindspot have uh, Australian football jerseys made up, black and gold, uh, which they all wear at once on stage. They're dreadful too. Yes, well, uh, I've been told that uh, a lot of the public, and not only the public, but the band themselves actually really like those tops. Are you being ridiculous? Uh, who do you think you're talking to? Well, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm looking at what I uh, would, would guess is a homeless man sitting out the front of the den uh, with a bit of a sordid past. Drop the word sordid. There's nothing like that about my history. I don't try and impress anybody but myself. Well, John, you're actually impressing me because I don't know if you've actually noticed, but you have a chair sticking out of your chest. Uh, am I not entitled to do what I want with my own body? I think I am. Next question. Uh, do you think perhaps I should call you an ambulance, sir? I choose to do what I want to do and nobody tells me what to do. Yes, well, after interviewing the Tiger King and, of course, uh, having Gordon Ramsay on the streets last week, uh, it was very interesting to run into Mr John Lydon, although it did turn out a little bit weird. Um, we did call him an ambulance and uh, he had this to say as, as his parting words. And none of it made any sense. I'm Kenny Singh signing out for... Scuddly News. If you like to chew the fat in more ways than one, keep listening to Stacks Radio. Was that alright? Nah. Ah, one day, Gav, you'll nail it, son. Keep on, uh, keep on at it, my friend. And to take us out, we've got Thespian Winston Beckett to give us a reading of Spud Gun's song Thank Fuck for the Bar. Thanks for listening to Stacks Radio. Tune in next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Hello, and I am Winston Beggett. This is a song composed by Clint Hodges of the band Spud Gun. I hate the pigeons at Waterloo. Flying in my face when I'm walking through. And every genius standing in the way of the wrong side of the escalator every fucking day. I hate the junkies that ask me for a smoke. They want my money to pay for their dope. I hate this dead-end job that I work ten hours a day smiling through the bullshit for minimum wage. I don't know how I made it this far. Thank fuck for the bar. Can't ride my bike because someone will steal it. Not the whole thing. They'll take a fucking wheel. A bed to die in is a fortune a week. And you can thank your lucky stars for an hour of sleep. I hate this fucking town. And I've got no way to leave. It turns to night time at quarter past three. Beachy head. It's just an hour away. 
If I could only afford the fucking train. I don't know how I made it this far. Thank fuck for the bar. Just read the script. It's written there in black and white. It's not that hard. All uh, right. It just doesn't feel natural. Okay, it's simple, all right? Jai D, host of Stax Radio, bringing you the best of all the artists in town, their backstories, their music, the lot. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't feel... Just say the fucking thing. Um, Jai D, the host of Stax Radio, bringing you all the artists' uh, stories it's, and... It's written there. What's your problem? I, I don't like it. Oh, fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm not doing